Hello, guys, and welcome to the podcast today on how to come out of the spiritual closet and why is it so hard to come out of the spiritual closet? Why is it so hard when we have an awakening to really start to own our spiritual gifts? Now, this is a field I work in um, and I've been working in for over a decade my spiritual awakening a long time ago and that's why I wrote my book Brave Courageously Live Your Truth basically it's a, a map on how to own the spiritual path and step forward because so often we get stuck Hello and welcome to Brave Conversations. I'm your host, Sheila B. 
this podcast is all about helping you get brave, courageous, and confident to make real and lasting changes in your life so that, yes, you are living your truth. I'm here to help you navigate your spiritual awakening, to guide you how to heal from trauma in your past, and to manifest the life that you know you deserve. You are powerful, you are divine, and I'm here to remind you that you can achieve anything that you want in your life. I am a transformation coach, a spiritual teacher, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and a badass brave woman. And I am obsessed with women bravely and courageously showing up to live their life with no apologies. And I cannot wait to get into today's episode with you. Hello, guys, and welcome to the podcast today on how to come out of the spiritual closet and why is it so hard to come out of the spiritual closet? Why is it so hard when we have an awakening to really start to own our spiritual gifts? Now, this is a field I work in um, and I've been working in for over a decade. I had my spiritual awakening a long time ago. And that's why I wrote my book, Brave, Courageously Live Your Truth. Basically, it's a a map on how to own the spiritual path and step forward because so often we get stuck. So I'm going to talk about why we struggle to come out of the spiritual closet. And you may not even recognize that you're struggling to come out of the spiritual closet or there's even a closet to come out of. So let's talk about this. Okay, so... The reason why we struggle to come out of the spiritual closet is because we fear that we're going to be judged and ultimately abandoned by family and friends that have known us in a particular way. Now, for me, that was as a corporate executive, a chartered accountant, a very successful woman in the corporate world. And when I woke and understood that I had these, you call it intuitive abilities, these abilities Um, highly developed intuitive abilities. You might even call them psychic abilities. I I discovered I was a medium. And more than that, I discovered I could sense and perceive energy around me. Well, at the time it was confusing. It was frightening, um, but it was also exciting. It was also exhilarating because I think when we have our spiritual awakening, there's a remembering of who we are. Because quite often I found with myself and a lot of clients I mentor, we had exceptional intuitive abilities as children, but these abilities got um, suppressed, they got criticized, they got shamed, you might have been punished for them, and whatever reason you shut down. It's very common early school systems don't, don't support this kind of liberal thinking. Most school systems don't. So it's really understandable that we shut down very early in life. And on some level, a spiritual awakening is needed to necessitate um, remembering these abilities and understanding your true purpose on earth. So one of the main reasons that I found that people, you know, don't, um, don't get stuck and don't want to come out of the spiritual closet is they fear being abandoned, abandoned by family, by their culture, by friends, by basically their support network and ecosystem around them. Um, you know, the, the community that where you belong and our fear of being rejected, abandoned and not belonging will mean that we abandon ourselves to belong. And I, I'm a trauma-informed facilitator and I really do a lot of healing, for assist a, a lot of healing with clients. And I've done a lot of healing on myself in this space. And I've looked at how much I've abandoned myself to people, please. 
um, to be accepted um, by people and to fit in. Now, when you have your spiritual awakening, you'll feel anything like fitting in. You know, you'll feel like different. You'll know you're different. You'll have these abilities that you'll start to become so interested in. And this is what will drive you forward. So I'm going to talk now about the space that we go into when we have the awakening. I've done another podcast on the dark night, the crisis that tends to happen during an awakening process, but to awaken, it tends to be through the vehicle of a crisis. We will need something to shake our core and our roots, to awaken us to a life that was not and is not serving us. That is the purpose of the crisis. Now, the more attached we are to the old life, to our old identity, to constructs that don't serve us anymore, the darker the dark night will be. So for me, I was so attached to my salary, to my job title, to feeling important, you know, and, and like I had status in society and success looked a certain way. It was inevitable that my dark night was going to be pretty painful. So I had this pretty bad dark night. You can hear more about it in, in my podcast on the dark night. However, once I got through the dark night, that's really where we think once we get through the dark night, the work's over. It's kind of just starting, truthfully. Um, and that's where we move into what I call a liminal space. The liminal space, maybe write that in your journal if you're listening to this and you're trying to take notes and reflect where you are on your path. The liminal space. In this space, you're no longer the old version of you. You're no longer that but you're not yet who you need to become. You're in the space in between. It's called the liminal space. So you're no longer the old version of you, maybe a manager, maybe a mom, maybe a, um, it tends to be one identity, right? And there's a part of you that you're rejecting or abandoning or suppressing, but you're not yet fully integrated, ex accepting the whole part of you, understanding your spiritual being, that you can connect to guide, you can channel, you've got psychic abilities, you feel and percent energies, you've not yet got the confidence. So it's in the space in between that's called the liminal space and it's the in-between time, right? And that is what the real part of the awakening process is that people find so difficult because they haven't become the healer yet or the coach or mentor. They're still trying to make sense of the crisis. You still might be trying to make sense of the trauma you had as a child, or you might be awakening to the fact that there was trauma, right? So this is all part of the awakening process, which can feel very difficult. And that's why we struggle to come out of the spiritual closet, because I think on some level, our higher self knows, oh no, I don't want to go through that. Okay. So we struggle to come out of the spiritual closet, firstly, because we fear being judged or abandoned by those we love around us. The second is we're about to go into the abyss of losing control. <laughs> so, you you know, and this was me. I, I, I had a real, a career I was in control of. I, I worked hard. I got promoted. I earned more money. I, I knew where I wanted to go. I was very goal oriented and goals are achieved. Now, when you start to walk forward on the spiritual path and come out of the closet, you've got to surrender and you're kind of surrendering to the universe and what the universe wants for you. Now, we stop seeing the universe as something separate to us as we go on the spiritual path. But at the beginning, we kind of feel like this, the universe is separate. It's like giving us an instruction and that's okay. One of the early stages of the awakening path and coming out of the spiritual closet is understanding there are guides, light beings, high energies around trying to communicate to us. And they're communicating 
through dream state, through mediums, through psychic downloads we're getting. Um, and I've got a whole sort of another um, episode on spirit guides, but you know, I'll talk a lot about them just because I feel like I'm one of those people here on earth to speak a lot about spirit guides and how we all start to channel and connect with them. Not just a select few, we can all channel and connect with our guides. And I teach these in my program. So, okay. So we're, we're fearing being abandoned. That's why we struggled to come out of the closet. We're in that in-between state where we're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like it's a very confusing time. And then we start to go on the hero's journey and the hero's journey is not an easy journey. And that's another reason why we kind of want to stay in the closet because it's kind of challenging. So coming out of the spiritual closet really means owning and claiming a modality. And quite frankly, we're still in a time where society, and it's so much better than 10 years ago when I had my, you know, one of my awakenings, I had one when I was 29 and then about 10 years later, I had a big one. Um, so yeah, and I'm now 47. And so uh, all the way through, I really couldn't claim my abilities. There was too much shame. There was too much comparing. Um, I call it comparison shame where we look at someone else in a workshop um, and we think they're better than us or they're sharing their bio and they're like, and we think, oh, they've done more workshops than me. They're better than me. And so that's another reason why coming out of the spiritual closet is challenging is because, yeah, we start on a path where we feel very much like amateurs. We feel like we're never going to master it. And, and there's really no teaching path. There is no degree or masters or, you know, clear pathway forward how to manage the, the, the spiritual path. And so coming out of the closet really can feel like coming out of the dark into the dark, right? And 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 so that's why coming out of the spiritual closet will be one of the hardest things you do, but I guarantee you it will be one of the most rewarding because on the path you will have to start claiming your gifts. And coming out of the spiritual closet is going to require you finding a teacher and a community because when you come out of the closet, the old community you had, old teachers, friends, family, um, you're not going to be able to relate to them in the same way. When I run my program, so many women say to me, I don't have any friends I can talk to about this. Or the only friends are the ones I do yoga with. Everyone else doesn't get it. So there's a real loneliness uh, when we have our awakening process. I guess that's any kind of personal development. Once you awake, that there is a part of you that is aching and yearning for development, then you start to set out to find more people like that. And that can feel lonely because the old people you're spending time with may not be invested in personal development. They could be quite asleep to the trauma or the, or, or, or the, their limiting beliefs. A lot of people want their pain. They're wedded to their painful life. And here you are wanting to set out and heal the intergenerational trauma, look at your childhood, you know, look at your behaviors, take responsibility. And inevitably there's a really good chance there's a certain a high percentage of the people you've been spending time with aren't going to want to come with you on this journey. They may not know how to, um, and, and it just may not be the right timing for them. Regardless, you're going to have to set out alone. And so coming, going on the spiritual journey is challenging because you kind of got to do it alone. And who wants to do things on their own, right? You want to, people around you. That's a, one of the important hallmarks on the journey is finding a soul tribe, finding a group of people like you that are also coming out of the spiritual closet, 
one of one of my closest groups, um, I'm not in touch with them as much anymore, was um, 10 years ago, I sat in a psychic development mediumship circle. It was well before COVID when you really only physically met for this kind of work. I'd drive an hour after work. I'd race home, have the quickest shower and drive. It was every Wednesday night and we would come together and just share our love of the woo-woo stuff. Tarot cards, oracle cards, channeling, um, different books we were reading. We'd share different oracle card decks. And it was just my favorite time of the week. And it was this new soul group I met. And we were all strangers and we became friends so quickly. So you might be in a situation where you're meeting groups like that. My, my advice is lean in. Lean in and form bonds and friendships. Um, you know, make sure you have coffees and lunches and catch-ups with these group of people. There's a really good chance that there's soulmate connections there and they're meant to help you and support you coming out of the spiritual closet because they're doing it too, right? Um, and so finding a group and finding your first teacher as well will be important. So early on when we're just trying to come out of the spiritual closet, we're relying on podcasts, maybe like this one, books, we're relying on on Instagram reels maybe. I didn't have that. I didn't have any of these resources when I first came out. We didn't even have podcasts back then. Um, but I, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. And th my, my first teachers came from books. But after they come from books, it's important to find your first physical teacher. Um, and there's a very good chance they'll come from the same ancestral lineage. And when I'm talking that, I'm talking about your light lineage, the lineage of where you're channeling from. It's a very good chance you'll meet the teacher in a chance encounter or you'll feel so drawn to a particular teacher they are meant to be the teacher for you. And then when you do that, your learning will really start to accelerate. But you're going to have to be brave. I call it the first initiation. In my, in my courses, I have different stages of the awakening. And once you come out of the closet, there's an initiation where you've got to commit to a teacher commit to a workshop, commit to going, I'm going to move forward on my path. You've got to move out of that stage of just learning from books to committing to a body of knowledge. And that's why coming out of the spiritual closet can be hard because we're still kind of in that old world. We still might have our corporate job. We still kind of like to go out and drink and party on, on the weekend. I'm not saying you can't do all of that, but you're going to realize it affects your frequency. It affects your mind and emotions, these low vibrational habits, right? And so committing to a teacher is an exciting time. You really feel like you've found a soul tribe. And it, and it also can be challenging because you really are starting to honor your path. Another reason about coming out of the spiritual closet can be so hard is there's a true sense that your life's about to change in a really massive way. So it can feel like Everything you knew before stops making sense. There's a feeling of the job I have doesn't seem to motivate me anymore. My friendships don't seem to excite me or rejuvenate me. I want to be alone a lot more. I'm really worried about money if I have to change jobs. And this is kind of knowing that a bigger part of your life is going to change. Now, to come out of the spiritual closet, my counsel to you is don't hurry. You don't have to have the big career change now. You don't have to start your healing modality and, and becoming a coach or a mentor today. We're living long lives. You want to take time to learn and master your craft. So I spent four years doing my corporate job and studying all these workshops and modalities part-time. And I would have taken longer if the universe thought it was right, right? The universe is going to 
push you out when you're ready. But I think in these days with with Instagram being quite an influence on um, how things need to look, that's why I'm speaking to right now, it was very different when I had my awakening, that it's like an awakening's got to look like this. Or the minute you learn Reiki, you feel like you've got to get up and running with a business. My counsel when you come out of the spiritual closet is learn to master your own energies, learn to master energy as a concept, mastering channeling energy, um, doing intuitive readings, psychic readings, mediumship. Learn to master that energy because it can be very draining on your body. That's the first thing. The second thing, absorb a lot of different knowledge about metaphysical concepts. It's an exciting time to learn coming out of the spiritual closet and don't feel like you've got to be in a rush to get anywhere, right? So you don't have to get any kind of business up and running. Um, and, and you're probably still learning things in the old world. I have some clients that are really desperate to leave their corporate job and I feel like then they don't need to do that for a couple of years. Be patient with yourself. There's still things to learn in your corporate job or whatever job you have, right? So there's money to be saved because you're in this third dimensional reality where you need to save money and create a life for yourself. I'm not saying you can't be abundant having a spiritual business. I'm highly abundant. However, um, don't race to come out of the closet and, and try and create this successful life quickly. That's one of the big mistakes we make. We try and replicate or mimic the old life we have with our new kind of spiritual conscious business and it takes time to build okay and and one of the last and important factors about coming out of the spiritual closet um is it requires us to build spiritual self-esteem so to come out of the spiritual closet you're gonna have to build your spiritual self-esteem so what is spiritual self-esteem spiritual self-esteem is the self-belief you have in your intuitive abilities and really speaking about them without shame, not hiding them, not feeling frightened of persecution or judgment from family or friends. Now, it took me 10 years to get my self-esteem so high that I'll speak about this to anyone unashamedly, um, confidently, and, and I'm a teacher now. So obviously I had to get my spiritual self-esteem very high to teach and be a show showcase to clients and my students what does it really mean to walk an integrated spiritual life? It's to be the spiritual concepts and to speak about them without any shame. But um, at some point on the path, you're going to have to, it's called individuation, which is a Carl Jung concept. And he talks about it, how we need to do that just as we become adults. You've got to figure out your own identity, your own values, who you are. We go through the exact same process when we have the awakening. So once you have an awakening to your gifts, you'll have to sort of figure out, who am I in this world? What are the gifts I want to claim? How am I going to describe it? That's when you might come across a spiritual business coach, someone that's going to help you craft your unique message to the world. So after we've come out of the closet and even coming out of the closet, you still want to go back in sometimes if you're on social media and you're being shamed or criticized or your money wound comes up, there's, a, there's an illusion we come out of the closet and we stay out of the closet we're in and out for a while is my experience. And then once we walk away on our path, we start getting momentum and momentum is a gift. When we get momentum, we start finding so many friends and teachers and a lot more spiritual self-esteem is built. And at some point we've got to individuate, which means finding our own unique gifts, our own unique message and making sense of our own path. So it really means making sense of the story that we have to share with the world 
and turning our wounds into wisdom, our trauma into our truth and starting to speak from that kind of place of power. Um, it might also be a, a time where you start to study a lot more formal things around spirituality and, and potentially um, specialize in a modality. Um, so it's coming out of the spiritual closet is not easy. Main thing I struggled with was the loneliness and isolation and this true sense of not having anyone to talk to. And that's why the, 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 the sooner you find a soul tribe around you, and soul tribes, especially in the spiritual path, they're found at yoga studios, random workshops. You know, I talk a lot about bravery in my book. Um, I, you know, I teach about brave leadership in the corporate world. And I talk about little brave acts. It, you might have to take a little brave act, you probably will, to book in that weekend workshop. You know, you've seen it a few times. It uh, keeps on flashing up uh, as an ad, you know, in, in your face. You might, you know, go to your yoga studio and see the flyer on the wall and you think, I want to do that. Well, my counsel is lean in and do it because the more you are around spiritual community, the more you're going to be influenced in a way and watching people be authentic to who they are. And the more you watch that behavior, the more you're going to be able to replicate it and be inspired by it and get confidence to, to, to do it. People in the spiritual community will also share their, their challenges with coming out of the closet and owning their spiritual gifts. And you'll learn from their wisdom too. So community is essential when coming out of the closet. However, in my experience, that period of isolation and loneliness is kind of essential. It's like initiation. It's like the universe is testing us to see, can you walk forward on your own? Uh, to which you'll have to say, yes, I can. And I'm doing it to the universe, right? So I hope today's little podcast on coming out of the closet, how do you manage the awakening and how do you step forward on your spiritual path has really helped you. If you want to have any more support, I would love to support you. So please uh, go to my website, sheilav.co and book in an intuitive session with me, a 40-minute session. We can deep dive into what your gifts are how you walk forward on your spiritual path. I'm happy to be a guide. And if you're looking to develop more of your gifts, I've got a couple of programs I run. One is called Awakening Intuition. I wrote it because there was no course that supported you to awaken to your gifts. And so I wrote a 10-week program to help you to truly awaken to what your gifts are. Um, and I have another program that teaches you the 12 spiritual laws to live your life and to manifest. Anyway, there's many ways to work with me and also help you get your spiritual business up and running if you need that kind of support. I that's, I love doing that because I know how hard it was for me to get my spiritual business up and running. Anyway, I hope today's podcast has helped you understand a bit more if you're feeling lost on the spiritual path, just to feel a little less lost. Anyway, um, big love and hugs to you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm filled with gratitude for you. I honor you for choosing you, your personal growth and your evolution. Thank you for letting me into your world. It has been a privilege. Now do me one favor, one big thing. Share this podcast with a soul sister or brother who needs to hear this. My mission on planet earth is to help as many people as possible so we can be bold, be brave and be courageously ourselves. I'll see you on the next episode.